You are listening to the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, Eve Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine co-host, Woody, where we bring it to you raw, unfiltered, with no chaser. And we are back. Yes, Woody and I, we took a day off to go for a walk, have a couple of dog bones, just relax, enjoy, kick back. Actually, we had a couple of things that we had to take care of, but we are back here at the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Now, um, I want to talk about in this segment something that happened on December 14th. Now, no, 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 it wasn't just that the Electoral College met and uh, um, sent enough votes to give Biden the Electoral College win, 306 electoral votes. But no, something else happened as well. Seven states, seven states also sent up electors and these GOP electors for Trump. Those states are Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, Nevada, uh, and New Mexico. They all sent dueling electors. So now you have these seven states that have sent up electoral votes for Trump as well as uh, for Biden. They're dueling electors in these seven states. Now, this was the GOP-led legislature. Now, again, I've been saying this for a while, that the state legislatures in our country have a lot of power. And where their power really comes into play is in presidential elections, because as per the Constitution of the United States of America, the state legislatures are the ones who actually vote for president of the United States of America, not the people. So uh, every state could do whatever it wants as long as they abide by their own rules to elect the president. So, for example, let's say a state, and we'll just pick a state, let's say um, Wyoming. Uh, why am I picking Wyoming? Well, nobody's, uh, it's the only state in the union right now that hasn't listened to the PBL podcast. Maybe by picking them, somebody in Wyoming will listen to the PBL podcast. We've been listening to in every other state in the union, as well as like 40 or 50 countries around the world. So let's pick Wyoming. Let's say Wyoming, their state legislatures get together and they, they say, you know what, Bob, because they're all named Bob, by the way, in Wyoming. Bob, you know what? I think we should change the rules of how we elect president of the United States in our state. Well, Bob, how, what do you propose? Well, I propose that we just pick it ourselves, the state legislatures. Well, Bob, what if it's all Republican state legislatures? Well, then the electoral votes for the president will go to the Republican candidate. Well, Bob, what if it's all Democrat? Well, then they'll go to the Democrat, but it'll be the state legislatures, Bob, that selects. Okay, well, we got nine, so we'll vote. And I don't know if Wyoming has nine electors. I don't think so. I think they have much less. I think they have three. Uh, anyway, Bob, we'll vote, and uh, sure, we'll do that. So let's say Wyoming, all the Bobs in Wyoming vote, and they vote to um, amend their own state constitution, whichever way they do it, and they come out with a rule that uh, during the presidential elections that the state legislatures will pick. They won't have a vote. They won't have a, a public vote. The citizens of the state of Wyoming in this particular scenario will not vote for the president of the United States. It will just be voted out of the state legislatures. Any state can do that because that's what's written in the Constitution. Now, some say that the founding fathers punted and kicked back to all of the states how they would elect their president of the United States because they, they couldn't come to um, a conclusion or they couldn't come to agreement at how we were going to elect the president of the United States based on the Constitution of, of, of the United States. So a lot of historians, a lot of people say they just punted and put it all back to the states. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it was a grand scheme, a brilliant plan some 200 plus years later that would come to fruition because here we are. 
Each state has can conduct a presidential election in any way it deems fit. Uh, and um, there are restrictions on that. Don't don't hold me to the semantics of it all. But we as a population of the United States of America do not elect the president of the United States. Our states, uh, state legislatures do. That's where the power lies for the presidency of the United States. So in these seven states, again, that's Pennsylvania, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona, Nevada, and New Mexico, their GOP state legislature sent in electors for Trump. Now, they, they were not voted on in the Electoral College, but they're there. They're, they were sent to Congress because, remember, January 6th, January 6th is the date the Congress tallies up all the votes. So the Electoral College votes, they send it to Congress, and then Congress tallies the votes. Now you've got dueling electors from seven states. So the Congress has to address this. This is the brilliant of, brilliance of all this. Now, what does the Congress do? They can just completely ignore these seven states. That's their right, of course. But if they don't, and in fact, all it takes is one, one member of Congress from the House of Congress and one member from the Senate to say they need to be given a voice or we want to vote on these electors. So a lot of stuff could happen here. And this may be what Trump's play is all along, because what Trump has to do is he had to either prevent uh, a Biden from getting the 270 plus electors or this. It goes to the House. So now these dueling electors are sent up and one member of each house, each chamber uh, can needs to step forward and say, I object. Uh, and I'm sure it's there's they have to send it in written form. So there's there's procedures. It's all written in the Constitution. It's all written in the House in the, in the Senate. So the, what could happen here is. It could be stalled in the, in the House and in the Senate. So let's say it goes to the House. Okay, so it goes to the House. The majority of the House right now is Democrat. So they're not going to do anything with it. You know, they're not going to say, yeah, 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 we should take these uh, seven states electors, these dueling electors into consideration. They're not going to do it because it's ran by the, the Democrats, ran by Nancy Pelosi, right? But in the Senate, allegedly run by the GOP. Now, I say allegedly. And what I mean by that is you got some rhinos in there. So if the GOP has a majority, then boom, the GOP can contest these electors. So several things can come out of this. So I'm going to step back a little bit to kind of explain where I'm going and how I got to this point, what this, why this is all coming out, because this has been reported on. It's just that you don't see your mainstream media reporting on it because the mainstream media in this country are completely useless and completely in the tank for the Democrats. They are corrupt. They are anti-American, in my opinion, and they are not doing their job, and they should be shut down. But that's just me. I think the mainstream media, we, the people, should be the ones that shut them down by not consuming their product. But that's just me. It's hard not to. I, I get it. They're, I mean, they're, they're large. Their product is everywhere. How do you not consume the mainstream media's product? Well, you turn off the mainstream media. You simply stop buying their product. Now, it's not as simple as I'm not watching CNN, MSNBC, and even Fox anymore. 
it's really cutting the cord because even if you don't watch CNN, MSNBC, or Fox, they're still getting money from everybody who uh, buys a cable or satellite or whatever subscription to their um, media network uh, provider, if you will. They, they, they get money. So the only way to stop paying for their product is to cut the cord. I've done it. I'm not suggesting you do it, but it's it's more prevalent now than it's ever been, and we've seen viewership drop dramatically for the networks, the alphabet networks, if you will, and the mainstream media. But I digress. That's not where I'm going here. So there are a lot of stories that have come out in recent weeks about this. Here's one in particular from Bloomberg that um, – uh, kind of explained it. Uh, it, it. This was dated September 1 of 2020, and the headline is, Worried about a disputed election? Steal yourself. That's the headline. I didn't write it. Uh, now, it references an 1887 law. The same 1887 law that provides guidance is also regrettably ambitious or ambiguous. I'm sorry. That's, that's the subheadline. But let me get into the piece here because they kind of – uh, touch on a lot of things that are happening right now. Again, remember, this was written in September of 2020, September 1st, 2020, uh, by Cass Sustain. Uh, so this is the opening line of the article, the opening paragraph. Suppose that on November 3rd and for weeks thereafter, no one knows whether Donald Trump or Joe Biden has won the presidential election. Well, here we are, as I record this, in the middle of December and, uh, of course, the media and the big tech giants are all telling you Biden won, yada, yada, yada. That's not what we're going here. So in this article, suppose nobody knew. Here we are in the middle of December. Uh, to be more specific, suppose that as of November 4, Trump is unquestionably ahead in key states, say Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. But suppose, too, that as those states count absentee and mail-in ballots, it becomes clear that Biden is one. Again, that is amazing to me because this is, again, written on September 1st of 2020 and what did we see in this election i mean i mean they got the to november actually they got november 4th right they got the date right i was going to say they got it wrong it was november 3rd but no 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 in the in the wee hours of the morning of november 4th we saw trump leading in all of these states and poof just like that biden took the lead it was like poof and again there's you know the left and the media, of course, I repeat myself often when I mention those two, uh, they say it's because of the mail-in ballots and the absentee ballots, all right? So that's what the article, the article nails it in September. All right, on, when in the article, let's go on a little bit more. Predictably, Trump alleges fraud uh, and tweets that his supporters and the country as a whole should not allow the greatest fraud in history. So it's pretty easy to predict this stuff, uh, uh, to be honest. So I'm not giving, uh, uh, what's the article, cast sustain any kind of clairvoyant props here. This is easy stuff to predict. A lot of people were talking about the what-ifs prior to going into this election. And we all knew the battleground states were going to be Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin because they were in the 2016 election. But the one that was missed, actually I would say the three that were missed, are Georgia, Nevada, and Arizona. Uh, especially, you know, my opinion, I'm living in the state of Georgia. Georgia was a big surprise, but, but it's part of it now. So you can add that into this article. So you've got the four states 
Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. All right. So onward with the article. Every This is from the article. Everything will ultimately turn on the vote of the Electoral College scheduled for December 14th. We've already had that. And on what happens on January 6th. This is now we're getting into the meat of this. We're getting into now we're going to talk about the Electoral, um, what is the Electoral College Act of 1887, yeah, the Electoral Count Act of 1887. So again, from the article, everything will ultimately turn on the vote of the Electoral College scheduled for December 14th and on what happens on January 6th when Congress meets to declare the winner. Now, when Congress meets on January 6th, they're tallying the votes, the votes from the Electoral College. Well, now we've got dueling votes. We got dueling electors from seven states and a state in New Mexico. Who knew New Mexico was going to step up? So seven, these seven states have sent up their electoral college votes from both the Democrats and the Republicans. Now, let's keep in mind, uh, when the Constitution was written, there were no Republicans. There were no Democrats. There, there, these parties hadn't come into fruition yet because our country was just being created. So we didn't have Republicans. We didn't have Democrats. But over time, we became a two-party system in this country. And I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit because that is part of the problem. But anyway, the Constitution, as is written, is written as if there are multiple parties involved, not just the Democrat, not just the Republicans. So here you have these state legislatures uh, in these seven states, which are Republican-led. That's the party that controls the state legislatures in these seven states is the Republican Party. It could be the Whigs. It doesn't matter. They just happen to be the ones that are in charge, and they are the ones that sent in the dueling electors. Because in the states, you have the popular vote is how the electors are, are uh, cast for the most part. But the state, uh, the state legislatures have a say in this. And what the state legislatures, and I guess, I know I'm, I'm going, I'm going uh, a little off track here a little bit. What the state legislatures, this is important to know, the state legislatures have said, so wait a minute, you, you governors and you secretary of states, you changed the rules without getting us involved, without our approval. And because you changed the rules, we, uh, we're sending in our own electors because we, the state legislatures, are the ones that manage this, the ones in control of this, the ones that decide, not the governors, not the secretary of states. So we've got all these protections layered in. So there is no constitutional crisis going on right now, ladies and gentlemen. This is the constitution in action. That's what's beauty about this. And I've said this many a times. I hope it does go to the House because I'd love to witness it just for my own edification. But anyway, back to the article. I digress. Uh, the Electoral Count Act of 1887 was designed to answer that question. Uh, and he goes on, he wrote an article about this before, where he described the Electoral College Act requires in the event of contested elections, we have that right now, and explain what the law is clear about by giving the major authority to the states. And now by outlining step by step what is supposed to happen, it, sh it sharply limits room for political maneuvering in Washington. Now, the article goes on. Unfortunately, the act also leaves some important questions unresolved. A leading political scientist of the late 19th century even described it as very confused, almost unintelligible. Uh, the, this article goes on to say that's too harsh, but exactly how would the law handle an objection by the Trump and his campaign that the election was rigged, quote unquote, and that mail-in vote resulted in rampant fraud? Now, for the... Um, 
people at YouTube, uh, not that you're watching my channel, but if you stumble across this, I said nothing about ma massive voter. I can't say the word because their bots will catch it. It's local. Now, that's just for the YouTube. For you on Rumble, oh, man, it's all over the place. Anyway, I digress again. I know, I know, I know. So if the critics are right in saying that it isn't constitutional, one reason is that a current Congress lacks the authority to bind a future Congress, mm. uh, meaning, you know, the current Congress is going to change. However, the current Congress, um, the House of Representatives will still be led by the Democrats, and we don't know yet. We don't know yet. The Republicans will still hold the Senate. Uh, so that one, there, there's some merit there because we just don't know. The Senate could be Democrat controlled, but right now it's Republican controlled. So that's, it is what it is. Again, that's what part of the ambiguous part of what's going on with all of this. But anyway, so let me wrap it up and kind of put it all together. And um, basically what's going to happen <clears throat> with these dueling electors is they were sent up to Congress. On January 6th, the Congress tallies up the electors. Now, you got these dueling electors. They're going to have to be addressed somehow. I mean, but it wouldn't surprise me if they just ignored them. If they just ignored them, this would be the Republican Party laying down. If the Republican Party ignores these dueling electors, uh, then the Republican Party is done with, in my opinion, just done with. And, I, and you know, it's time to start talking about uh, a third party. If the Republican Party completely ignores the dueling electors, which it's very likely they will, ladies and gentlemen, we don't have backbone in the United States of America anymore, unfortunately, in our elected officials. You see that in the state of Georgia, where the uh, Republican leadership basically just laid down with what's going on with the voter shenanigans in the state of Georgia. But I digress. I'm doing a lot on this show today. Um, so what will happen is come January 6th, these dueling electors will come into play. It takes one member of the House and one member of the Senate to stand up and say, uh, in written form, by the way, they have to put this in writing, that we, we contest this. We want these electors counted. So if it turns out, it could be that uh, these seven states, both electors from the Republican side, from the Democrat side, are tossed out. Now, if that happens, Congress no longer tally, doesn't have a, a 270 uh, vote now for the president of the United States. Neither candidate can achieve 270 votes. Again, let me explain that. Is the, the, the House or the Senate, they could say, well, because of these dueling electors, that those states get tossed out of the electors. They won't count either one of them. That's one of the scenarios that could happen. If that happens, then there's not there, – neither candidate gets 270, then it goes to a House vote. If it goes to a House vote, um, each state gets one vote. Now, right now, Republicans are in the majority of all the states, so uh, that would give Trump the win. That's if all of them voted for Trump. Some of them may not. The problem right now that you have with this whole scenario is weak Republican leadership. You know, I don't like using the phrase rhinos, you know, the Republican in name only. No, it would be weak Republican leadership. You know, there in the Senate is Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney, I guarantee it, if it came down to Mitt Romney, he would say, no, 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 the, the people have spoken. Joe Biden is the duly elected president of the United States, and uh, uh, we must cast our votes for Joe Biden. I guarantee you that's what 
Mitt Romney would do, as well as maybe Susan Collins of Maine, also kind of a squishy Republican. And then there are others, but will the Republicans have the backbone to play this out? That is the key. I'm going to put a couple of these articles explaining this a little more in detail. The Electoral, um, electoral, what is it, electoral College Act of 18. 70, 1887. Now, what you need to know about what happened in eight, the election of 1887 was that it went to the House. Uh, the electors weren't the ones that decided the, the election in 1887. It was the House because there were the Electoral Count, Count Act of 1887 is there was a contested election. There, I don't believe there were dueling electors. I believe this is the first time in the history of the United States we've had dueling electors. But remember, early in the United States, there were more than just two parties. There, there were three times, I believe, in the history of our country, and I don't have this pulled up, three times in the history of our country where it went to the House for a presidential election. Um, and I believe two of those times were because there were multiple parties and neither party or got enough electors to, uh, to seal the election. So it had to go to the House for the vote. That was one of Trump's early plays, or has this been his play the whole time once he saw the fraud start happening? It could very well be. So again, what's happening right now, the seven states have sent up their dueling electors. Okay, so we got, let's see what those seven states are. Again, I'll repeat those to you. Had them pulled up, but you know how it is with the this intranet. It is Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, Nevada, and New Mexico. The GOP leadership in the state legislatures for those states have backbone. That's right. They have a spine because they realize with all the shenanigans going on that they had to do something or they agreed to whomever they were um, working with because this is a concerted effort. This is not um, each state single-handedly single deciding, hey, you know what, I'm going to send up a dueling elector. What do you think, man? Well, I think it's a grand idea. Why don't we do that? No, 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 no. This is a coordinated effort. There most likely are people in the Trump campaign that have been working with the uh, GOP leadership of the state legislatures in these states because this is a very, very slick move. And it is one that is one of those little-known rules in the Constitution, uh, in the House of Representatives, in the Senate, of how elections play out for President of the United States. So go back to the Founding Fathers stating, the, or people claiming the Founding Fathers punted to the states the presidential, or how we vote for President of the United States. I don't think it was a punt. I think it was by design. I think the Constitution of the United States of America is so well written and so well researched by the founding fathers that wrote this of what ifs. What if this happens? Okay, we've got to put in a provision for if that happens. What if this happens? Well, we got to put in a provision for what that happens. What if this happens? That's not merit. Well, let's move on. What if this happens? And it's so well thought out that here we are in the midst of one of the most contested elections in, in my lifetime, possibly the United States, that we are, I've said this many times, I'll say it again, we are literally watching history unfold. And the benefit of all of this are millions upon millions upon millions of people 
are getting uh, either a beginning education in Civics 101, uh, that's what the 101 means, or like myself, learning and understanding the Constitution like we've never seen before. I personally, uh, purely for my own interest, would love for this to go to the House because I'd love to see it. I'd love to see this history unplay itself in our lifetime. Ladies and gentlemen, make no mistake, History books are being written. What we, what we are experiencing right now will be in our grandchildren's children's history books. Now, that is, of course, if big tech just doesn't whitewash it like they're doing everything else. But I, this is history unfolding in our eyes, and I would love for it to play out all the way to the House, to, to the Congress. Now, I, I'm not holding out for it because our leadership is weak. Now, these Republican legislatures out of these seven states, by the way, backbones, these guys are strong because what they're doing, what they just did, is they put it all on the line in their respective states. Because don't, don't think they're not getting a lot of flack for this from their local media apparatuses and stuff like that. Um, these legislatures are, are bold to do this. They put, it, they put their reputation on the line. They put uh, their state on the line. And this is a bold, bold move from them. Now, the media is ignoring this, completely ignoring this. Now, if it works, if these dueling electors result in Trump maintaining or keeping his presidency, you better believe that they're going to go after these legislatures after the fact. And they'll probably do it after the fact, even if Biden secures uh, the presidency as well. But this media is holding, they're just holding back right now because they can't report on it right now. If they report on it right now, people are going to start going, wait a minute, explain that to me. People are curious. And our media knows that, so they suppress information. The big tech does the same thing. The big tech also know that people are lazy. Did you know what? Twitter just did. Twitter prior uh, to today, as I record this, uh, right as the election, right around the time, um, I don't know, maybe did they do it in October? They did it as the election was getting close and heating up, is they changed how you can retweet on Twitter. Used to be that you just hit retweet and it retweeted it. And then what Twitter did is they put an extra layer in there. You hit retweet, then you had to do something else. You had to hit another button. Now they know people generally are lazy. I'm sorry, people just are. So a lot of people don't go to that, don't to do that or go that extra effort. And they knew this. Big tech knew exactly what they're doing. Because today, as I record this, they reversed that decision and went right back to it. So they didn't do it for the betterment of their product. No, they did it to throttle people. Uh, because of the election. They don't want people talking about it. See, that's, the, that's what media and big tech are doing right now is they are throttling everything back because they don't want you having this conversation. They don't want you hearing this. They don't want you reading these articles. They want you to sit down and shut up. They want you dumb and stupid because if you are curious and you start asking all these questions, you start to say, wait a minute, and you become more informed, well, you are now dangerous to them. The media want us dumb and stupid. They want us to sit at home on our sofas or wherever it is you sit watching Netflix all day long. 
They don't want you informed. You look at the mainstream media, they don't want you informed. CNN, MSNBC, even Fox News, they're not reporting this kind of stuff. Fox News touches on it somewhat because they have to. They have um, uh, very conservative pundits like in Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson that talk about this stuff. So Fox News, sometimes they touch on it. Their website actually touches on it more so than their uh, news reporting on channel now again i don't i i only see what i see on the internet i don't watch these shows anymore because i'm i'm a i'm a cord cutter i got rid of them and i'm not paying for the product anymore so anyway it's very interesting and very fascinating what the trump team is doing here and uh let's see if it works let's see how it plays out because you are witnessing history unfold right before your eyes hey thanks for listening to this segment of the pbl podcast politics and brown liquor woody and i appreciate you so much uh we do ask for your help though and that is helping to promote the show does it cost you anything if you're listening to this on apple itunes please uh give us a subscription and a five-star rating it helps move us up in the algorithm and if you are watching this on the media platforms that would be youtube or rumble give us a subscription as well again that's how you beat big tech at their own game because their algorithms are written as such that any any um show, channel, whatever it is, anytime it gets a subscription, a like, a follow, a share, a five-star rating, it moves it up in the algorithm. That's how their algorithms are written. If they are to rewrite that, they would crash themselves. So you can beat them at their own game by giving us a subscription. And any other conservative voice you listen to, I say this often, I can't say it enough, Whatever conservative voice you're listening to, give them a like, follow, share, five-star rating, and most importantly, a subscription. Again, thanks for listening to this episode of PBL Podcast Politics and Brown Liquor.